Welcome, good listeners to the Owl's Nest with Derek Kennedy, where we talk all things in entertainment and pop culture. This time around, Easter is coming, but so is spring football. I'll tell you all of that in a few minutes. Saturday mornings are changing. Not sure if I like them, but I do have to accept them. When I was a kid, I used to run down, wake up, and go to the kitchen to grab my favorite cereal, head down to the living room, and just for the next three hours, Watch everything from Captain N, the Game Master, and Super Mario World, to Dungeons and Dragons, CBS Story Break, the ABC Weekend Specials, and too many to name. But as the years go by, the programming changes as well. I shift my attention from animation to teen comedies and dramas like California Dreams and Saved by the Bell and Saved by the Bell, the new class, to sports-themed shows like NBA Inside Stuff and NFL Rush Zone. I'm 44. Now, and what am I doing nowadays for Saturday morning? I'm waking up at 6 a.m. to watch a Premier League soccer game on the USA Network. Or, college game day on ESPN, whether it's on the gridiron or the hardwood. Man, where have all that time go? I mean, I still watch cartoons every now and then, whether it's on cable or if it's streaming. But looking back on those great memories, whether I'm at home or whether I'm at a friend's place or a relative's place. I've always wondered where those Saturday mornings are. Again, I still watch them. I still watch the Saturday morning cartoons. But I think to me, I've expanded my options. That's not a bad thing to do. Especially when it's a good thing for Premier League, college, baseball, or football, or basketball. Heck, even Formula One, as I failed to mention. But no matter how 
I spend my Saturday mornings. There's still a joy to spend. Well, good listener, I hope you're having yourselves a great week. I know I certainly am. On today's show, aside from one of my musings, we're getting ourselves a second coming. Well, not that second coming. I'm talking about the USFL, the United States Football League. After over 30 years, it has made a new relaunch and three channels, USA, Peacock, Fox, and NBC, will show over 32 games here in the U.S., with over 130 games internationally. Now, for any of you who remember the old USFL, if you were a fan of it back in 1983 to 1986, the USFL was innovative. Instant replay, now in the NFL, as well as a two-point conversion that the USFL implemented in a professional football league. But it also had great stars. Jim Kelly, Steve Young, Sean Landetta, Sam Mills, the late, great Reggie White, Chuck Pitcock, Mel Roizier, Craig James, Doug Flutie, and many others opted to play in the spring when the NFL was, at that time, a seniors-only club. The entertainment value was raised exponentially, sold out everywhere in its first year. ESPN and ABC, they aired it all over the week. Saturday nights, Monday nights, Friday nights, all made for football. Unfortunately, through greed and a lawsuit against the NFL, it was cut short three years. But if you get a chance to watch Small Potatoes, Who Killed the USFL?, They're not bitter about it. They've enjoyed themselves playing in a spring league. A spring league that also had coaches like Lee Corso, Jim Mora, and Pepper Rogers. As well as a couple of celebrities who were co-owners of their teams. Lee Majors was a part owner for the Los Angeles Express. 
and the late great Burt Reynolds, who was a general partner of the Tampa Bay Bandits, who, by the way, had a coach by, uh, who was it again? Ah, yeah, Steve Spurrier. But it was the entertainment value that attracted fans. Plus, they wanted more football after this player strike that's been happening in 82. Not to mention the fact that cable was pretty much on the rise. My only memory, however, of the USFL was the championship game of the very first year. Philadelphia versus Michigan, and at that time, I was in Germany. I didn't see much of that, and but the game still remains in my memory. There have been various attempts to revise this. The Spring League, the XFL, which actually completed its one season before it was shut down. And again in 2020 before COVID hit. Now, the USFL is in brand new ownership. Eight teams will be playing in Birmingham, Alabama, instead of its prospective cities. Now, the thi- now, what I got out of this through reports from various sources from ESPN and CBS Sports, the first year they're going to be playing in Birmingham, Alabama. All the teams, all the players will be in Birmingham, the home of the Birmingham Stallions. But as soon as that season ends, they will find locations for their prospective teams. I thought, okay, not bad. At least they're not living in a bubble or anything like that. But I am definitely looking forward to seeing them on Peacock and on the USA Network and any other schedule that I could find. I mean, the players are ready, the coaches are ready, fans are ready. I mean, geez, can you imagine going to a football game that's 10 bucks? <laughs> I don't think you can beat that. So I'm looking forward to seeing what the USFL can do as well as in 2023, the XFL making a third return, now owned by Dwayne The Rock Johnson and and Danny Garcia, who's his new business partner. One thing's for certain though, there will be no more talk of no more football.
Well, I just got finished watching FBI's Most Wanted. The newest episode that they had, thanks to Paramount Plus, because the channel that I was supposed to watch it on was reporting more severe weather, so I basically missed out on it. As a matter of fact, I basically missed out on the FBI's. Nonetheless, I had a chance to watch it later this week. And I was very impressed with Dylan McDermott's performance as Agent Remy Scott. The tragic backstory, which you may have to hear to believe, is the reason why he became an FBI agent. How he came on to the scene in the first two minutes was amazing, though. I'm hearing T-Rexes, get it on, bang a gong. Goes to a local bakery and heads right to his apartment, giving the doorman some food. Now, I've had my share of seeing characters in TV shows that are being replaced. Some... Okay, I'm lying. 90% of them always leave me with a good impression. They usually do. And Remy Scott knocked it out of the park. According to the synopsis for that episode, he's described as charming but formidable. Boy, they weren't kidding, weren't they? It's like... A switch has been flipped that only he can turn it on. But enough about his psychology. I I will say this. This was a great episode from start to finish. And hopefully I'll see him again from now until this season finale. And I'm putting my fingers crossed to see if there's a season four. Hopefully, Law and Order Organized Crime won't call him back or they'll recast him with a new character. Like I said, good episode, great character, and I'd like to see more about his backstory in the episodes to come. Before I wrap things up, a couple of things that you need to know. Netflix is always great with anime. So I had a chance to watch the first 12 episodes of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and the latest chapter, Stone Ocean. Which for the first time has a female lead. And whilst I'm on the subject of all things anime, the second season of Tiger and Bunny is now Netflix exclusive as well. That's a very unique partnership. I'd say it has the vibes of Lethal Weapon, but instead it's more of superheroes. 
So those two, I recommend you watch if you have a definite love of anime. On the streaming side, I have watched three episodes of Halo. Now, this was one that's been 10 years in the making. Did I say 10 years in the making? More like 10 years in development purgatory. Thankfully, Steven Spielberg is still attached to this. It was supposed to be a movie, but nobody can grab it. Nobody could distribute it and all. So, Paramount Plus decided, with a little help of Showtime, to make it into a TV series. This is an amazing, amazing show. And as of last week, got greenlit for a second season. That's amazing. But I have, but right now, I am going to have to finish watching this. Now, on Paramount Plus, it comes out every Thursday, so check this out. You will not be disappointed. And whilst I'm on the Paramount Plus front, the new season of iCarly just dropped. Yes, the spunky young web host is in for a second season, now all grown up, and still into some more misadventurous hijinks. And finally, do you remember the fairly odd parents that you watched when you were a kid? Well, now Nickelodeon and Paramount Plus has now have a brand new show called Fairly Odd Parents, Fairly Otter, which goes from animated comedy to live action sitcom. I'm going to be honest with you, I never laughed that hard in, you know what, you just got to see it to believe it. Those are my streaming picks to watch, and if you don't have Paramount Plus, please do. Well, that's it for my Easter episode. Now, if you will excuse me, I have got to make my slow cooker peach cobbler for Easter Sunday. But I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you like it just as much as I make it, check me out on Spotify or wherever podcasts are being carried. As always, I'm Derek Kennedy, telling you to stay safe, stay entertained, and 
have yourself a happy, happy Easter. See you around.